Did you know that you can help us produce new seasons of our podcasts and audio series? At Studio Chenta, we just launched a new series of audiobooks based on our podcasts, and they're currently for sale. There are many titles available from romantic comedy to horror, true crime, communication and linguistics, food and lifestyle, migration stories, and much, much more. Available in Spanish, English, Italian, and French. Check out our full catalog at ochentestudio.com slash audiobooks. And find the titles on apps like Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobook app. Thank you so much for supporting our work. Yo, yo, what up? Welcome to How Not to Travel, a podcast about seeing the world differently. It's been a minute since we've posted, and that's because travel has changed so much since this pandemic started. So for the next few weeks, we're going to break down How Not to Travel, COVID edition. This week... Is it safe to travel yet? So here we are with a podcast called How Not to Travel. And we literally cannot travel out here. I'm gonna be honest and say I was not expecting that, but how on brand is this name right now? So as someone who travels for a living, and I mean like literally my dollars are tied to getting in a plane, To be home for four plus months has been absolute torture. Not only am I disconnected from my family, friends, and business, but the entirety of my inspiration lives in other places. So to stare at the rooms of my wall in Texas was really, really hard on my mental health. But for safety reasons, for myself, for friends, for family, for clients, for all the haters on the internet, I stayed inside for the entire lockdown. However, once June hit and travel restrictions loosened as COVID-19 measures were put in place, I was on that first plane out, okay? I was out. I didn't even hesitate. But I was really nervous, like nervous AF. I couldn't help feeling a little guilty for indulging. I wanted to know how other ultra travelers were feeling since our livelihoods and health are attached to this lifestyle. So I called up Cass in Canada who manages a travel company, Daniel who's been making a living hiking across America, and Luz, a travel influencer in Mexico, to see what their lives are looking like and how they feel about dipping their toes into travel for the first time. Hold up, before you get all shamey on us, we're doing this episode to offer travel perspectives. We are not encouraging travel. Do not intentionally misunderstand this episode. We have no idea what the future holds and the safest place to be is where? At your house. Cassie is the CEO of a travel company called Roaming Republic where she curates trips for people of color to expose them to luxury travel around the world. So I asked Cass, how soon did she think it was okay to travel? So she calls him from London. If I'm completely honest, I have not really stopped traveling. Um, For us in Canada, they shut things down really early, which is why we've been able to manage um, the risk very easily. Our numbers are pretty low in Canada. So we shut down our borders March 
17th, I want to say, around that time. And the day before they shut down the borders, I flew out so that I wouldn't get stuck in Canada. So I flew to London the day before and I ended up in London for two months. And as long as countries were allowing us in and I took the precautions necessary, wearing my mask, washing my hands, monitoring my symptoms, if I felt sick, isolating myself, then I felt like I was managing the risk, to be completely honest, and not also not exposing myself to other people who are high risk. So when I got back to Canada, I didn't go around my mom or my sisters or anything. So for me, it was never about not feeling safe. It was just about managing my risk myself. That's how it's always been. If the countries are allowing me to travel, I'll do it, as long as I'm following the precautions that each country was prescribing, which is what I did. Hey Cass, can you describe your first trip after lockdown? I felt like the sense of relief, like, ah, the sound of my wheels rolling along the airport ground feels amazing. So here we have Cass traveling by airplane and loving it. I so relate. My first trip was just a big sigh of relief. Like I could breathe again. Did you know that multiple studies, including a 187-page report by Harvard, said traveling in an airplane is as safe, if not safer, than grocery shopping? Their words, not mine. Due to the specialized onboard ventilation systems that filter out 99% of airborne viruses, including COVID-19. That, paired with surgical mask reinforcement, social distancing, and heavy sanitizing before, during, and after flights are contributing to this safety. This particular study was funded by the airlines, but others that came to the same conclusion were not. So it's pretty safe to say that that's something that we could probably trust. However, keep in mind that this is only when you're in the airplane and does not take into account airports. The Eurotrip was incredible, first of all, like just, Travel-wise, it was beautiful seeing the views. Um, it was my first time doing a camper van trip, and it's something that I've always wanted to do. It was really a really, really dope experience. We literally took every mode of transportation possible. So Cassie went from Croatia to Venice to Rome to Greece, and then from Mykonos, she went back home. When I asked her how she was received due to questions of travel privilege, she had this to say. P.S. You can learn about travel privilege in episode one of season one. We didn't experience any of that. And I always said that I don't know if it's because people were just happy to see tourists and COVID has been like an international reset for everybody, where it's just like, we're just appreciative that somebody's here helping to boost our economy again through tourism. Everybody was so friendly. They looked like, wow, thank you for being here. So that was Cass who chose RV and airplane transport. But I wanted to see what my friend Daniel was thinking since his mode of transport is, wait for it walking. Yes, you heard me. And I mean, this man walks a lot. Think Forrest Gump. Yeah, I walk a lot. Uh, you know, I take a lot of long walks. I just took a 50 mile walk a couple days ago. So um, yeah, my first ever hike was the Appalachian Trail, 2,200 miles. It took me six and a half months. First time ever camping, backpacking, any type of thing like that. So Ever since then, that was in 2017, I just kind of been just chasing adventure. Did you know that only around 20,000 people have completed all 2,000 some miles of the Appalachian Trail? 
but that of those people, a 2016 survey said 96% of those hikers identified as white, making Daniel one of the few people of color to complete the trail. So I asked him, what made him get back on trail? I really needed to get away and just um, kind of just get some fresh air. I, I had been stuck in my house since like mid-March um, and I hadn't left for three months. So, you know, it was my birthday weekend coming up. So I was like, look, I gotta, I gotta get away. So I've just been kind of here. I haven't really been going out. I was actually planning on hiking the Pacific Crest Trail uh, at the end of this month. I had a permit to hike and everything from Canada down to Mexico. But my thing is, I just didn't feel responsible or comfortable to be walking through these really small towns where they don't have a hospital infrastructure or medical or anything. To, to. So if I was to bring COVID into that little small town and infect people, I could possibly infect the whole small town. Um, so. I just don't I just don't feel right about that. So I mean I'm I'm holding off right now, trying to just listen to the doctor's orders, listen to people that know more about a virus than I do. I don't want to act like I'm a virologist or something, you know, and, I, and I've never been to school for. So yeah, I'm just trying to follow doctor's orders. I feel that. But I was interested in how he felt opting into plane travel, deeming it safer than walking. Uh, I flew from Asheville, North Carolina over here to Vancouver, uh, to Portland Airport. It was a different experience, I guess, because since this COVID hit, um, just the precautions of getting on the airplane and having to wear a mask. I think everybody had to wear a mask from Asheville to Atlanta. But then uh, from Atlanta to Portland, a lot of people weren't wearing a mask on, on the airplane. So this is kind of a weird thing. Um, it seems like more precautious. It seems like we're living in some type of like Black Mirror episode. But it's like a lot of people are like trying to act like it doesn't exist. So I don't know. It's just a, it was a weird thing. Did you know there is no federal mandate that requires mask wearing on airplanes? But as of this recording, around 1,000 passengers have been banned from Delta, United, Spirit, Frontier, Alaska, and Hawaiian Air for not wearing masks. So as you can see, these ultra travelers had different reactions to travel, but both said it provided them relief. And same, my first trip after self-isolation was a true gift of joy, and I really needed it. No regrets. However, when I called my friend Luz, a van lifer in Mexico, I interestingly found her in her garden. Something you can't have when you live life on the road. Here's Luz, and all she does is plant. Most of the travelers, that's why they're looking for when they're planning to travel, they look in the excitement of get out from the comfort zone. So my comfort zone is traveling, being in constant movement, changing and everything. So for me, all this experience is like a whole adventure. It's not just like, oh, I'm stuck in my house. No, it's just like, I'm really, really enjoying it. I started to do workshops like online and I started like new projects. I, I've been very focused on my garden. All these things that traveling is a very demanding life because you don't have this like uh, geographic settling. So you don't get to make these projects that take a lot, like maybe a couple of weeks of you on the same place because then you move. So I'm taking the time to focus on those. So like, thankfully I haven't feel that, you know, annoyed by the fact that I'm not traveling right now. So it's like a total new adventure, like I say, it's a total new adventure just like to think about what I'm doing here instead of what I can do outside. 
Did you know that while it seems like a lot of people are buying houseplants right now, that the plant and flower industry is actually down this year? Due to increased unemployment and decrease in per capita disposable income, sales are anticipated to drop by 3.2% in 2020. So just to recap, we have an ultra traveler who hasn't stopped traveling in airplanes, an ultra hiker who felt it was more responsible to travel in an airplane than to walk, and they're partially right due to the souped up filters the airplanes carry. We also have a van lifer who went from life on the road to life planting in a garden. Looks like we all changed it up and adapted to our new normal. So whether you choose to grab your backpack and head out on the road via plane, train, or on foot, or enjoy the adventure of staying home and planting roots, we at How Not To Travel Podcast support your decision. There's no right way to handle this really tough time, but remember, protecting yourself means protecting others. But for those out there traveling, same, my mental health, joy, and inspiration are back stronger than ever after taking multiple domestic flights to camp, fish, and visit friends. And no, I've never fished before, but you know what? I am now. Now, if only these international borders could open up so I can visit my boo. The people featured in this episode followed whatever local travel guidelines that were put in place at the time of this recording. We encourage you to look up location-specific travel guidelines as well as check the CDC and WHO website for further travel information. But what if you're not comfortable traveling at all? That is okay, which is why next week we're going into alternative travel. Transcripts are available on our website, www.ochentastudio.com for the deaf and hard of hearing as always. And sources are linked out for all my haters trying to fact check me. The host and producer of this podcast was me, Dr. Kiona. Executive producer is Loya Martinez. And this is an Ochenta podcast produced by Studio Ochenta. The sound editor on this is Luis Raul Lopez-Levi. Art was done by Tiffany DeLune. And the music was done by Gabriel Damaso. In addition, the season was entirely volunteer. All research, sound engineers, translators, experts, editors, and producers worked for six months free of charge to get these perspectives to your ears. We weren't funded this season because, you know, times is hard this year. So for the love of travel, if you learned something and would like to tip the creators and experts on the podcast, sponsor studio time or sponsor a mic, community donations are accepted at Venmo at How Not to Travel, PayPal, How Not to Travel Podcast at gmail.com, Patreon, How Not to Travel podcast to join in on the community discussions. See you next time.